Hello, everyone. Hello! My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Claire Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily! You snuck in your middle name there. I know. I felt really good about it. Um, you pulled a fast one on me. I thought we were going no middle names today. Nope. <laughs> um, I also want the listeners to know that when I went... Emily! I also did like a fist pump towards the air, like a, like a freeze frame at the end of the movie, like when you jump mm-hmm. up in the air. Mm-hmm. Just want people to know I had that kind of energy going on. I tried to mirror you. I tried doing the same thing. When you said Emily, I also put my fist in the air. <laughs> Triumphantly, Emily is here. Listeners, <laughs> how you doing? Are you doing okay? Are you staying safe? Are you staying inside? Are you going crazy? Well, I can tell by their download numbers that they are doing just fine. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Emily? Um, I'm going crazy and I'm fine. <laughs> How's your island? Oh, my island's good. I um, I just got some new cross-stitching stuff in the mail. So I've been really trying to focus on my cross-stitching mm-hmm. and not animal crossing. Um, so I'm, uh, uh, I'm working on balance between... Uh, work and cross-stitching in uh, my island on Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read in like three weeks. Hmm. I thought I'd be doing more reading and I, what I've been doing is balancing my life between different video games. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't stopped playing Fortnite, nor have I ever stopped playing Fortnite. <laughs> and uh, Hollow Knight is still happening. I like these two nights. Fortnites and Hollow Knights. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, oh, and I tried, I've been playing all my other Switch games. I've been playing Splatoon. Um, oh, I bought Rocket League, by the way. Oh, you got Rocket League. We'll have to do it. Let's do some Rocket League. Um, and, uh, yeah, trying to balance all my games, <laughs> playing them all. <laughs> Literally, like, uh, updating games that have, like, so on the Switch, if you are connected to Wi-Fi and you have like automatic updates, it'll just update your games. But if it's been a certain amount of time since the last time you played it, it's it stops updating it because it it's not it just doesn't think you need you want to it doesn't want to waste your time. There we go. That's the words I wanted. And uh, so I was going back and playing these old games, and all of them like required updates. Oh, I played my my Halo game, <laughs> which I also had to re-download the whole thing. Were you- were you playing with um, friend of the pod, uh, Alex Simmons? Uh, he and I have not played together yet. I the one the one day I played, I was basically just trying to make sure it still worked, <laughs> mm. which did require me to reinstall it and do some stuff like that. And so now I'm I'm ready to play. And I played like two matches, and the first one was so that this this Halo game is like all the Halos or like all the older Halo games, um, all in one game. It's called the Master Chief Collection, and Ma- Master Chief being the main protagonist in the uh, in the series. And I played like, I think it was Halo Three, which or two or three, and I hadn't played in a long, long time. And it's so slow compared to the newer games; like you can't run in them. And like starting in Halo Four, I think you could run, but you never could run before. And I'm just like trudging around i'm like why is this so why am i so slow (laughs) and uh and i i got killed pretty hard because i kind of forgot how a lot of like the game used to work in the older ones and then i moved up to uh halo 4 um which is not as beloved by a lot of people but is definitely a more like modern take on a shooter game (laughs) and i got much better when i was playing with more modern controls um I, at the beginning of the story, I was I rolled my eyes when you said you hadn't been doing any reading in this time because, of course, you haven't. Harry Potter would literally take you two to three hours to finish. That's it's, it. It's it's right next to me, and for the listener at home, I'm pointing down next to my desk. It's That's, sitting here waiting for me to to go. It's it's ready. It is ready for me. <laughs> it's not how reading works. Okay, I'll be honest. I have a book sitting right next to me. Yeah. And have I read it? No. All I'm saying is next to me is better than where it was, which was far away from me. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it is as long as you're not reading it. You've been reading this book for a year. 
Uh, no, I believe I started in the fall, right? Yeah, I started in September or October. Yeah, you started, I think, before you went to LA. Yeah, which was in which was Halloween. So there which, you go. Yes. That was not quite a year ago, but it's still such a long time to go to read a book that should take you literally beginning to end four hours. No more than that. I'm a slow Probably reader. Probably less. No, that's not an excuse. I'm Well, I'm just saying it won't take, it'll take me longer than you think it will. Okay, that's not an excuse. It's literally a book meant for 10 year olds. Is that, is that the age 10? Matt, you mocked me because I couldn't say a word right earlier. And you can't read at a 10-year-old level. Level, Okay. Just want to hey, clear probably, up where we're at. I probably can't. And listen, that word thing was off the air and it's not free. You, we, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to talk about that. It was off air. Oh, I will be bringing it up. Don't worry. Oh, well, good. Because I have other pronunciation talk to bring up later. <laughs> um, <sighs> anyways, do we want to get into that? Yes. Let me warm up. She's swaying side to side, getting ready to sing. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Wow. Did you hear did you hear the clink? It was like instruments. Yeah. <laughs> it's my teapot. I oh I see it and I hear it. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Matt, we're I, talking to you today. I'm gonna have a quick I have a quick aside story. So I was looking um on Fiverr, uh, which is not a sponsor, but they could be, at uh, people creating like theme music and jingles and like what that would cost and all that stuff. Mostly because I'm thinking about my YouTube channel and, and getting a, a little um, stinger for the end of the uh, end of my videos. But um, I went on here and I was like, I just searched for whatever, like uh, creating theme music or something like that. And one of the ways you can pay for it, one of the people that I found, like they, they have different pay scales, like basic, standard, and premium. Mm -hmm. And as you go up, it gets more complex. And if you have them make a song, you pick the number of instruments they use. It's just like number of instruments. <laughs> and I uh, don't really, I don't really know how like more instruments make something more valuable. Like <laughs> a single guitar could be better than like, you know, a drum, a drum, clarinet, flute, saxophone, oboe combination. <laughs> but it might be like just a combination of the mixing. Like, it just sounds cooler. But it's easy. It's like easier to do one instrument. I mean, yes, but I also like, like the different. Okay, so basic. I just pulled up the thing because I still have it here. Basic is eight instruments and standard is sixteen. I don't know how, I, I wouldn't know like to be like, oh, well, 16 instruments is definitely better than eight instruments. <laughs> also, 16 instru instruments is so many instruments. But by the way, premium is unlimited instruments. <laughs> well, listeners, I have an opportunity for you, a business opportunity. If you want a sound track, a theme song that has just one instrument and one voice, I'm <laughs> your girl. For you. And you know what? I would, you can just give me five bucks. That's it. You know what? I'll tell you what. This one, I'm the standard eight instruments or the basic eight instruments is only 15 bucks. Just saying I'm cheaper and nicer. I might go with this person for 15 bucks, by the way. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I got my stimulus check. I got 15 bucks to spend. <laughs> this is how the podcast ends. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about using them for a theme song for the podcast, if, if this ends up being any good, but I'll talk to you about that a different time. <laughs> Listen. It, it's a thought. I... Listen, Emily, we have you for the internal songs. We can maybe have one for the intro. <laughs> Matt, we're um, talking tea today, not we just theme are. songs. Um, what tea are you drinking? Actually, wait, listeners. Matt and I are drinking Whoa. two new teas today, but still two different teas. Neither of these have been on the podcast before. That is true. But we're true. still recording remotely, so we don't have the same teas. Matt, what tea are you drinking? I would also I would also note that, importantly, we are both drinking David's teas. I was going to bring that up afterwards. You, were, you brought up the similarities already. <laughs> uh, I am drinking uh, from... 
the fall faves <laughs> collection <laughs> um which one day will be completed <laughs> by it's my not, count in, in three weeks <laughs> um i am drinking the organic super ginger whoa uh which is a rude boy tea Ooh, rude boy and if I'm to bring up my uh, pronunciation talk I found today, I was tired of not knowing necessarily how to pronounce this word correctly. Um, but I found the correct pronunciation. Can I guess is... first? Yeah, please do. Roy Boss. Roy Boss. Roy Boss. Less, less, you just need less flair on it. Like it looks like Rui Boss. <laughs> Or something, but it's just Roy Boss. So it's like Logan Roy is the boss in Succession. That's a show I don't watch. Okay, so Roy is a Super Smash Brothers character, and the Master Hand is the boss of the game. So if you're playing that one Fire Emblem character against Master Hand, it is Roy Boss. <laughs> Uh, apparently Roy Boss is directly translated to Red Bush. Oh, interesting. So that's kind of almost a way to maybe remember it more. It's like Roy Boss, Red Bush. I don't know if that helps, but, uh, this super spicy Roy Boss (laughs) is packed with ginger, peppercorns, and pepper. There's no caffeine in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's very gingery and long time listeners will know that I'm typically not a, well, this isn't really an herbal tea necessarily, but, um, these no caffeine sort of herbal tea-ish things are not always my cup of tea, but I do really like ginger and have been drinking a lot of ginger teas lately because I own, um, a good amount of them. So, uh, I am enjoying this tea. It is, it's very good. Okay. I have a couple of questions for you. One, do you feel like you're in the fall? Um, I, I actually, I feel like I think about ginger. I think about ginger in the winter and in the summer, but not in the fall. Does that make sense? <laughs> Cause it's, it's spicy. I, I think, it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's spicy. And that that makes me think of winter. You want something with some sort of heat to it, although kind of a different kind of heat. Mm-hmm. But then I also had it like in the summer, paired with sweeter things. So there's a bar called the uh, the Bearded Lady, and they have a v- fabulous drink called the Ginger Prince. There, it's one of my favorite like cocktails to ever exist, and it's. A very smooth drink, but then also has like candied ginger on it, which is very, uh, very spicy. Has a very intense spice to it, and it's very good. And I think about drinking that in the in the, in the summer. <laughs> I would say ginger makes me think of Christmas because of gingerbread cookies, but I'd say it makes me think of the fall because I think you put it in pumpkin pie, or it's like a fall spice. I don't remember if you put a pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. The gingerbread comment is interesting because certainly that is ginger although i for some reason don't i think i i think because that's like so manufactured i i honestly don't equate like that kind of ginger with like either candy ginger or this ginger in tea i think it has like a different um quality to it yeah i can see that um i had a few more things i wanted to say about this tea one there's three more fall faves left yes our goal is to get rid of those by the fall. Um, I mean, I will happily continue having these on the podcast. Although did you I will... use the... Oh. Go ahead. Did you use the whole container this week? I did. It, it only really filled... It, it filled my um, infuser about as much as I would for a whole pot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I used the whole thing. Just wondered. And... Uh, I was going to mention that. So there's a cardamom macchiato one in here. Oh, yeah. I know about that one. And so that has coffee beans in it, which mm-hmm. it's not normally my thing, although I guess I'll give it a try. 
But as you noted to me before we started that you were aware that all of the remaining teas here were low of low caffeine. But I've got to say, I'm surprised that this one with coffee beans is also low caffeine. Yeah, I know. I think I've been surprised by that one a few times. And I'll tell you, with this, the cardamom macchiato and this ginger one, they have been our second choice many times. And they've mm. been beaten out many times. Um, I know I've, I've, we've had, I feel like we've had a few ginger teas on the podcast, which is maybe why I've held off on this one, but it's been a while and I like it a lot. (laughs) Okay. Um, is it time for the question? Sure. Matt, would you say that this David's tea, organic super ginger tea, a little rude boy is your cup of tea or... Not your cup of tea. You're not going to get me. <laughs> uh, I would say that this little red bush is my cup of tea. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, is it my turn? I think it's my turn. So em- Now that I've said what tea I have, Emily, what tea do you have? <laughs> listeners, I want you to know that I made Matt drink a David's tea today, partly because I knew that he had those at his apartment and that if we got rid of those they would be gone and we wouldn't have to have them on the podcast ever again because we've had them for almost two years now. Um, no shouts, no no bad vibes to David's Tea. We love David's Tea here at the TBD podcast. It's just, we've had this for a long time. It's a sampler of 12. That's just a lot of teas. <laughs> it's just a lot of teas. Um, but it's because in my last Sip Spy box, I got a David's Tea and I wanted to use it for the pod. We've got synergy. Yep, yep. Um, so the tea I'm drinking today is organic Kashmiri chai. That is a light cardamom spice. The ingredients are organic green tea, organic cinnamon, organic cardamom seeds, organic ginger, organic cardamom husk, organic clove buds, and organic marigold flowers. It is a medium caffeine tea and is the product of Germany. And I just thought that was an interesting fact. Um... Germany, huh? Yeah. It's that German engineering. That German engineering. <laughs> um, I have some copy if you would like to hear it. Oh, uh, sure. I'm on their website reading their copy right now, but you can go ahead and read it for the listener. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I don't know if it's uh, David's copy or Sip Spice copy, but we're going to find out. This green tea is a lighter take on the traditional chai. It's inspired by the spiced teas of India's Kashmir region which often use a green tea base and lots of cardamom pods. Um, so this Kashmiri tea is from the Kashmir region. And, uh, well, it's inspired by that region. And it's a lighter chai because it's green tea. Um, so did, did yours, I, I maybe missed this, but did it say... Was the second word in your description the word detoxifying? No. Because this green tea. Yeah. A, so you're, that, that, the thing you just read is the same thing as the David T's website, except they say this detoxifying green tea. And then the rest of what you said. Huh. Uh, and then I'll read you the rest. <laughs> Our version adds cinnamon, ginger, and pretty marigold flowers for a delicate chai you can sip on all day long. For an authentic touch, try brewing it with sugar and ground pistachios. Chai caramba. <laughs> it was worth it for the end. It really was. <laughs> and also uh, pr- pretty marigold flowers. <laughs> um, Listen, whoever's the copywriter for David's Tea is really doing doing work. Um, Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I taste the cardamom. 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 Wasn't there um, something about how you pronounce you pronounce words weird? <laughs> Matt said I was pronouncing Kashmiri wrong. And I, I knew I wasn't because I have seen the word Kashmir before. And I knew I was right. And he had to double check. Honestly, I, I thought you were just saying the word Kashmir is in the fabric and pronouncing the E at the end of it, I don't know. <laughs> um, words can be hard, and you 
have an accent sometimes. I'm not here to judge it, but it's just true. <laughs> and also sometimes you don't know what words look like when they're spelled out. Last week, our episode was uh, pajamas was the topic, and I had to write it like in the um, in the uh, the image, the image that we make. And I, I typed it out and I was like, that can't be how you spell pajamas. <laughs> it just like I, I never spell it. I probably barely read it and I don't really think about it, but it just did not look right. But I was spelling it completely right. It just it's a weird word. <laughs> Anyways, this tea tastes like cardamom. It's definitely a light chai. I, t- I taste the I taste the ginger. I taste the cinnamon is a little bit there. It's not very strong, which is good. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good thing we both got uh, ginger today, huh? Yeah. I didn't even know what your tea was. Um, Our teas have two things in common. Well, actually, three things. They're organic. They're David's teas, and they both have ginger. That's true. Um, I, uh, I was wondering it does, so this is from your sips by, um, subscription box. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason they send you what teas you get, or is it just like a, a monthly sampling or whatever? Uh, it's a monthly sampling, but when you start it, you take this like long quiz that's about your preferences and you can say, don't send me any teas with licorice tastes or, um, my preference is black teas or. Don't send me any herbal teas. No, they wouldn't say that. That's too big. That's too big of a category. But like, <laughs> don't send me any uh, uh, like certain flavors of teas, stuff like that. Sure. And then from there they set you up with a box. Um, I think it says made for Emily. Wow. Um, that's nice. They printed you a paper and everything. Um. And then the teas don't have, like, a theme or anything? They're just, like... Um, no. This one had two chais and then two other teas. Um, but, yeah, there's no real theme. Okay. Just wondering. Because, uh, you know, my tea came from a box of all the fall faves, so... <laughs> um, hmm. I think that was all I had for questions. Emily, Matt, do you find David's Tea's organic cashmere chai a thing that I have the webpage open for and you don't have to hold the paper up to my face for? Uh, Do you find this to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you so much for asking. I would say it's my cup of tea. It's got a light flavor. It's not overpowering, but that chai, those chai spices really come through. You know, I think it'd be good on a winter day. It'd be good on a quarantine day. It would be good if we're ever out of this. Um, I'm enjoying this tea. Um, what do you think about brewing it with sugar and ground pistachios? That's an interesting idea. Um, I don't think we have pistachios. I don't. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that would taste like. Um. If I have pistachios, I'll uh, check back in with you. Okay. <laughs> my dad doesn't like. My dad sometimes likes p- 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 pist- pistachios. <laughs> That's a word I can't. I have to struggle oh, you, with. You really, you, you really recovered. You. Um, but uh, I don't think he has any right now. Well. Next time you guys hit up the supermarket, uh, you have to get some uh, get some pistachios. You only probably need a couple, and then he can have the rest of them. Um, and your drink is medium caffeine mm-hmm. on the uh, the old David's tea scale. Out of um, out of five, what do you? Th- oh, and my thing. Keep in mind, what? Oh, you keep going. Keep going. Uh, out of five stars and keeping in mind that the stars can be broken down into tenths of a point. <laughs> uh, how many stars do you believe out of five that, that David's tea has this rated like customer ratings or whatever? 4.1. Uh, too low. It's actually rated pretty high. 4.1. 
4.8. Uh, four, ooh, you almost maybe said the right answer. 4.7. 4. 4. 7. <laughs> Jake's buy me a Coke. Um, and uh, so apparently people love this tea. That's a, that's a, I mean, 4.7. That's pretty close to perfect. <laughs> Uh, not a re- not a perfect five star like this podcast is on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, T talk done. T talk done. T talk okay. complete. We've completed it. Yes. Um. Now that we have completed T talk, it is time to move on to the next thing, which is to sure. say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. No, I'm just joshing you. <laughs> it's time for your topic. Um, last week my topic was pajamas. It was a great topic. I love pajamas. I learned how to spell pajamas. Um, <laughs> two weeks before that, my topic was something. Uh. <laughs> don't God, what, what was that? What, I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. It oh, was a it great was, topic. It was pets. Oh, it was pets. Um, it is now time. For Matt's topic. Um, Matt, what is your topic? And, you know, two weeks ago, my topic was algorithms. Oh, I was making it about me. <laughs> I know, but I'm making, now I'm taking it back. Um, and I did realize we did not really explain this podcast this week to people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got a surprise topic. Emily does not know what it is. We're going to talk about it now. That's all the explanation we need, right? Yes. We're already halfway through this episode. We don't need to go, <laughs> go further. Um, so I had warned, I don't know if warned is the right phrasing, but I had told Emily that I had a topic that I felt as though I had not covered yet, um, but is something that I would, it's in my wheelhouse. Um, it is not pop culture. It is, um, an activity. Emily, do you have any guesses on what this might be? If the answer is I'm no. Thinking, no, I'm thinking. It's an activity? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you five more seconds. One. Wa- walking around. Two. <laughs> what a topic that would be. Shuffleboard. These are fun. These are fun. Um, Baseball. No, it, it's a little more... Uh, uh, have I, I talked about baseball, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, but not you playing. Oh, I wouldn't talk about that. That was that was a disaster. And I was like a little kid and I played baseball. Ugh, what a what a disaster. <laughs> I was not very good and I hated playing it. And it's a miracle that I even like the sport <laughs> because I hated it so much as a kid. And I felt forced to play it. Anyways, baseball is much more fun watching than, than playing in my... Um, my estimation. Now, my topic is, a, is, is an activity that I have partaken in many times. Possibly the activity, other than playing video games, <laughs> that I've spent the most time in my life doing. Single activity. And that is camping. Oh. I guess you never talked about this. I have not. I've talked about... Uh, Making campfires. You talked about bears. Uh, I've talked about bears, although I've never seen bears when I was actually camping. Uh, I've talked about Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. We've had the topic of summer camps on here, but not camping camping. Uh, So, yeah, I I realized I hadn't talked about it. I don't even know if I've really thought about it as a topic, but then I was like, but I know so much about camping. So, anyways, I love camping. What is camping, you might ask? (laughs) What is camping? I uh, might ask you right now. Okay. So I do think people define camping slightly differently. Now, I, I should say this probably isn't going to be about summer camp. I don't... Summer camp is not camping um, because it's it's a little too, I don't know, regulated. I mean, in, in a way it's camping, but it's not the kind of camping I'm talking about. <laughs> For me, it's you're, you're, you're taking your supplies, you're putting them... You're gathering exactly what you need for a couple days, probably a weekend. You can go longer, but I usually, most of my camping trips have been one to two nights. Packing up a a tent, a sleeping bag, a hiking pack, some cooking supplies. You're trying to pack uh, light and efficiently. 
And I'm out at that you know, point. <laughs> you're either uh, going to a mountain or a forest somewhere or possibly a more regulated campground and you are setting your stuff up and staying there for that couple of days. Um, certainly some people, you know, there are there's RV camping, which is its own thing. Um, you can also do camping where you're staying not in a tent. I've definitely done, we can definitely go over some of those other kinds of camping, but I think the most generic type is, is you think of like having one of those nylon tents with the, uh, fiberglass, uh, rods that you set up and, uh, yeah, just having a couple days in the wilderness. Yeah. That's, that's a good summation, right? I think that's a, I think that's a good summation. Um, it's Do easy you're... when it, it's an easy when it's a thing that people know about already. <laughs> so Matt, uh, what is, in your opinion, beyond a tent, what is the most important thing to bring camping? A sleeping bag. Oh, <laughs> stuff outside of, like, you would keep in the tent. Okay. Um, well, food. <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> which, what I mean? Equipment. Which food you would definitely not keep in a tent because you don't want the bears to come after you. <laughs> okay. What um, equipment? It's the most important thing beyond your clothes, beyond your sleeping bag, and beyond your tent. Um, I assume you also mean, and besides, like, a pack or whatever. To, like, <laughs> A pack would be a fine thing to say. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, well, then it's your pack, because you have to bring your stuff there. Um, I mean, that is dependent on whether you are driving to where... Like, if you're driving close to where you're going to be, you don't really need to pack. But um, I have, like, a, a big hiking back it's not it's big but it's not huge um and uh it fits like a million things in it because it's it's huge and it has all these pockets and it has like straps that you can put like an axe on and a saw and water bottles and things like that um but yeah i mean if you want to bring a bunch of stuff you've got to have a big old pack and you gotta have a nice one that like has a good waistband so that you're putting your putting the weight of everything like you know on your um on the right parts of your body and you know you mm -hmm. don't want like something ha hanging too far down um you want something with like a nice like wire frame on the inside um i might not be wording that correctly but mine has like these metal poles that like hold it up right so it's not like a sagging backpack kind of thing mm -hmm. um often i will bring a smaller backpack that i like stuff in there if, if while camping i'm also going to go on a hike i would want a smaller backpack to like just take you know like a granola bar and water bottle and like a sweatshirt or something in there um you definitely hiking is a hiking is a whole different topic but you know it's the sort of thing you're supposed to wear layers for because you're going like up a mountain it might the temperature is going to change and the weather might change and um you got to be prepared with all the all the right clothes always the boy scout um whenever i think of um hiking or um like a back like a pack like you're describing i think of the book wild it's also a movie with reese witherspoon but i've never seen it um where she goes hiking on the pct the pacific coast trail with absolutely no training and she buys all these supplies and then she puts everything in her very fancy pack and then she can't lift it all up um that's all that's the whole story it's a good there... it's a pretty good book there's a really good uh, Beck song that plays during the trailer. It's actually the movie. The movie trailer for that is a really good trailer. <laughs> Has a really good Beck song playing in the background. <laughs> it's very epic feeling. Mm -hmm. um, well, that is so. Uh, my years of being a Boy Scout, I have accrued a lot of that kind of equipment. And there is a whole thing about buying uh, lighter versions of things, deciding what to bring based on like how much you can carry. I mean, I have like a little tiny stove that could like fit in the palm of your hand. <laughs> That's like the kind of stove meant for that kind of backpacking because it's when you, incredibly light. Yeah. But when you go camping, uh, are you cooking over the stove or are you cooking over the fire? Uh, both. Either either one. Right, probably so take probably probably both in any probably both in any given trip, but um. Definitely, like, you want to plan out your meals, right? So 
um, you do have to know, like, if you want to cook things on a stove, you have to make room for your stove and have the right equipment to cook on the stove. You need the right pans and mm-hmm. um, things like that. And it can make things heavier. So if you did want to pack even lighter, then you would make sure you're, you're doing over-the-fire stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite, like, fire-only meals is, like, the uh, you take... Uh, aluminum foil and you make a pouch and then you put like certain vegetables and and meat inside of it and then you sort of roll it up and you just kind of put it on the fire (laughs) and then it just cooks in the tin foil and then you take it out and um you know you didn't you you cooked a thing basically on just this tin foil then you can crumple up and that's that's it and you know foil is pretty light (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because there's like you, you can definitely have like mess kits that are camping style. So it's um, like usually like a little frying pan, a pot, a plate, fork, knife, spoon combo that all like uh, snaps together. <laughs> and those are great if you if you know you don't have to like go far or far or if you know you can, especially if you know you can wash things, they're great. Because <laughs> um, I mean, there's definitely kinds of camping that like I've done camping in cabins before that are like... Um, in the middle it's you know in their middle of nowhere they don't have anything but electricity like no heat and no yeah phones and no anything like that so it's still definitely camping in my in my book but you can definitely like spread out a little more and have like plates and and uh thing pots and pans and things without it being like a huge hassle yeah um and also if you're going with like a group of people you always you can split like that kind of stuff up you know, so some people, each person carries like one pot or whatever. And then, you know, the weight's not so bad. <laughs> um, so when you go camping, are you normally going with a big group of people, a small group of people? Like what, what's it looking like? Man. So part of what I wanted, why I wanted to talk about this is because I miss camping so much. I used to go camping a lot and I, I haven't been camping in a while now. And most of my camping I've done in fairly large groups because I've done them as uh, Boy Scout trips. Uh, I've definitely done like the, a few friends go or just like, um, I've done, I've done both. I've done both. I've done ones where like, it's just a few friends and we're going to like one of those ones you can just drive up to your campsite and they sort of rent lots to you. And so you just like pay whatever it is, like 50 bucks a night to have like a plot of land in this small wooded area and I, I tend to think that's like one of the easier forms of camping although even easier than that one time i went camping in what was basically a giant parking lot and uh everyone could just like it was grass and dirt and stuff too but like it was packed in like um like a parking lot would be and everyone could drive their cars right to their little campsites and it was it was really weird that was a very bizarre camping experience I had. Um, but then I've also done like just like three or four people where you hike to your site. Um, I tend to find those the most fun and engaging in that one particular way. Like it seems like whenever you go to maybe the appropriate way to call it would be like picnic table camping. <laughs> because normally when you rent those lots, it's like, such a prepared area that there would be a picnic table there. Or like mm-hmm. if you're going in the woods, there's not just going to be picnic tables <laughs> out in the w- middle of nowhere, uh, usually. And if you're doing that kind of, again, picnic table camping, you're probably like, I don't know, you probably are bringing like board games or you're playing cards. Cards is a big one. <laughs> or like, you know, being in the woods and drinking or, or whatever. But if you're trying to like engage with the camping itself and like that's the exciting part to you, you definitely want to like get more in the middle of nowhere. So you're, you know, you have to spend more time hunting for firewood and, um, you know, just doing the little camping stuff. <laughs> and also you're tired from hiking there probably. So that's a whole, um, you know, it's it's more relaxing when you finally get to your destination. Yeah. Put, yeah. Um, Hmm. oh, go ahead. So, um, we, I haven't been camping in a very long time, but when I was little, we used to go camping a lot. 
um, and we'd go to a campground called Tar Hollow most often, but not exclusively. Um, and we would drive there, and then we'd set up our tents. <laughs> and my mom would bring, we would bring, like, hot dogs and stuff like that, and we'd cook hot dogs over the fire. We always have s'mores. I think it's the most important part of camping. Um, but we wouldn't need, like, packs or anything, because we would just pull up next to the yeah parking spot. But the thing I most remember about going camping as a kid is that every single time we went, it felt like it would just pour down rain. Like, <laughs> not just, like, a light rain, not sunny, just pour. And I remember at one point we just slept in our cars because it was so much rain. Like we couldn't be outside because yeah. there was so much. I've definitely had my fair share of rainy camping trips. <laughs> I, um, ah. I've gone camping. I've been camping every in basically every condition. Uh, maybe I guess not in a hurricane or a tornado. Those are the two I haven't been camping in. <laughs> Although I have been, I think I've been camping I, I maybe I have this a little off, but I'm pretty sure I've even been camping in like tropical storms, <laughs> like uh, you know, just torrential torrential rain. But I've definitely done a lot of winter camping, um, plenty of plenty of camping with snow on the ground. So when um, you're camping with snow on the ground, what are some things you have to keep in mind? Oh, uh, stay warm. <laughs> okay, but how? <laughs> Um, I, it's not, it's, it's, it's not really that different. Um, it's, I mean, your tent is going to insulate you. You're going to put, um, you're going to put a tarp or something on the ground. So you're, you're not going to be worrying about like snow melting and getting into your tent that way. Um, either, either a tarp on the ground or your tent comes with a, um, uh, a bottom that's sort of tarp like, which was my, my original tent. I have. My first tent I ever had had the sort of tarp material built in the bottom. Um, nowadays, you don't really see that kind of tent as much. Um, they call the they call that bottom a footprint, uh, which is not something I used to ever call them. So I don't know if that's a new name or just like what they've always been called, and I never knew that was their name. But uh, now, usually, when you buy a tent, you would buy something like a footprint to put down under your tent. Um, so you're not worried about that. But, um, you know, you just kind of want to make sure you're dressing in, in plenty of clothes. So um, sleeping bags, for example, have different temperature ratings, which you might not know if you have only ever used a, you know, a sleeping bag at slumber parties and in the summer. <laughs> but um, they have like negative temperature ones, zero degree, 32 degree and up and up. Uh, I don't know exactly how granular it gets, but um Certainly, there are, like, sleeping bags that are more meant for winter use. And then, um, uh, um, yeah. Oh, I was, oh, sorry. Um, so, I was supposed to go to Yellowstone this year, um, but that trip was canceled due to the coronavirus. Um, but I got a new sleeping bag for it, and it's not a fancy, it's a, it's a nice sleeping bag, but it did, it's for inside use, so I don't need it to mm -hmm. be, like, a sub-zero thing. But I requested a sleeping bag that would get stuff really small, so it's like, it's like so small. Is it uh, is it down? I think so. Oh, I was so excited to use yeah. it because it's stuff so small. So my old, yeah. <laughs> my old sleeping bag would take up like over half of my suitcase, so I'd always have to take this huge suitcase, and I'd be so embarrassed by the size of my suitcase. And this year I was going to be able to downgrade to a way smaller suitcase. <laughs> and be like cool and like more compact with my sh my packing. Um. So I'll uh I I do really like those sleeping bags. They're really nice. Um, I don't know if you're keeping it um, stored really compact, but you're actually not supposed to keep it that way. <laughs> There's like a slightly larger bag it should have come with. I think that you let it expand to. Little tip for you, maybe. Well, <laughs> it's in least... New York, and I'll never be there again. So. Um. But uh, yeah, the the really compact version, you're supposed to sort of like expand it from that if it's not being traveled with or whatever. <laughs> um, so when you do get back to New York, and you will, <laughs> um, you maybe think about expanding it a little bit. But uh, yeah, those those sleeping bags are really nice. Um, I used to own one and then something happened to it. Now I don't own one anymore. <laughs> If I were to go on another winter or like coldish weather trip, I'd probably buy another one. Um, 
or may, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it depends. <laughs> Lately, I've been just using like um, uh, a foam mattress and um, like pillows and blankets and stuff because I haven't done any hiking stuff in a while. But if I had to hike, I would probably get a new, um, better sleeping bag. And uh, yeah, those are really comfy. They're nice. Those those are like I see. I still think of them as new, even though they're not that new. They've been around forever now. Yeah. But like, I didn't have one when I was like a kid. <laughs> yeah, my old sleeping bag I had since I was like ten. I'm thirty yeah. now, guys. I'm old. Wow. I've owned. I think I've owned three sleeping bags over the years. Maybe four. If I'm, I might be missing one. <laughs> But uh, I owned one. I had used the same one for a very long time. And then I finally bought like a newer one. But, uh, oh, to continue with the winter stuff. So my old, the sleeping bag I used to use the most was a 32. It was rated for 32 degrees. And uh, basically if it was any colder than that, I would just like also add a blanket. And I had like a camping blanket I would I would use. And then you dress, you dress like in layers. So I would wear like long underwear underneath my clothes if I was camping. <laughs> And then I'd probably just sleep in that too. Like if I took off my, the rest of my day clothes, I'd probably leave the under, uh, the long underwear on underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the only, the only hard part then is then, you know, if you have to wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom, you've really got to layer up because it's so cold outside. But uh, here's another little tip for you. You will stay warmer if you, let the pee go. Uh, so, because, it, okay. I think I know what you're saying. Keep going. Uh, so, like, don't hold don't you know, hold it in. That is just going to make you colder mm-hmm. because uh, basically anything inside your body has to stay at, like, 98, you know, degrees or, or thereabouts. So your body is basically heating keeping your urine this is a little gross but your body's keeping your urine warm inside of you even though it should just be gone so getting rid of it helps your body um keep the rest of you warm and isn't wasting energy heating your your stupid urine (laughs) interesting um um okay so if nothing if nothing else take that tip from this episode (laughs) Also works while you're in bed if you're just like in bed at home and you're like I don't want to get out and pee but it's like it'll be it's good for you. <laughs> so do you have all this camping stuff in your apartment? Uh, I have my tent, which I have, I have a sort of a pretty new I have a pretty new tent. My tent's only a few years old. Bought it from REI, and uh, that's in my apartment. My hiking backpack is in my apartment, which. I have used for many moves. <laughs> it's a good moving thing for for that kind of stuff. Um, I have my sleeping bag here. Um, I have a, yeah, so I have a lot of stuff here, but I do have I do have like a case of things at my parents' house as well, which I've uh, slowly been moving stuff from their house to my apartment. Although that has hit a little snag now that I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're all never leaving our apartments again. Um, nope, I will, because I'm going to go camping. <laughs> That's true. You could socially distance and camp at the same time. That's true. I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I should just go camping in Prospect Park. <laughs> no one's going to stop me. <laughs> I think some, I think uh, I think police officers are still working. If I go in, if I go, if I go like deep enough, they'll not, they'll not even notice. Okay. Um, I had a tent at one point. I don't know if I still do. I should ask my mom, but I had a little tent that was meant for, I think it was meant for two people, but I had it when I was a kid when we would go camping a lot because it was the perfect size for me and our dog checkers and she would sleep with me at night and be the two Um, of us. That's very nice. It was red. Um, most tents, you, you brought up the, the, the rating of how big it was, but most tents are rated for how many people can fit inside of it, which does not... Not how many people and dog? <laughs> well, people and dog, but not how much stuff you can put in it. So, like, um, uh, it wouldn't, like, a two-person tent would be just enough room for two people, not two people and their stuff, um, which is a thing people, people, I find, really like to keep their stuff in their tent. And I can... Um, sympathize with that which is why you need you need to uh 
um, get a tent bigger than what you think. <laughs> so if you're if you're two people uh, and you want to be in a tent, I would typically think to buy a four person tent. Um, if you're just like doing leisurely camping and you're not worried about like weight that much. Um, here's a fun fact about me also. I can set up pretty much any tent by myself uh, in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I'm going to ship you a tent mitt for 80 people. I have built tents. Uh, how big are they? They're for like 20 people. They do set, they sell like pretty big, they're called like room tents. Yeah, I think my cousins had one like that and you would walk into it and it'd be like the size of a house. Like there'd just be like four separate rooms. Yeah, those are huge. And the poles on them are like an inch in or inch or so in diameter. Like they're giant ones. And the one, usually the ones that I deal with the, the you know, they're like a centimeter or less in diameter. Mm-hmm. It's like um, the uh, tent uh, in Harry Potter book four, Goblet of Fire. That looks like it's a one-room tent from the outside, but really it has many rooms on the inside. Wow, it's like a TARDIS, another thing I don't really know much about. Um, <laughs> the one thing I know about, about Doctor Who is that the TARDIS is bigger than it <laughs> looks like. It's bigger. <laughs> bigger on the inside than Bigger on the inside. Like. Yeah. Isn't that, is that the line? It's bigger on the inside? Yeah. Yeah. I know that about Doctor Who. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Um... And right now there's a female doctor. I know that too. Wow. Look at what I'm aware of. And David Tennant was a was one of the doctors. Keep going. What else do you got? <laughs> oh, well, I'm tapped out now. <laughs> I've said everything I can uh, I know. Who's my favorite companion? I I don't know the names of any companions. <laughs> Ugh, it's Rose. My car is named after her. Wow. Um someday this can be a topic and we can learn all about it. But today it's camping. Um Oh, I was going to say something about the bigger the bigger tents or the bigger on the inside thing. Ah, oh, whatever. I forgot. Oh, uh wall tents. So there's also like wall tents, which those are those are like the army tents you'd see with like um they're often on like a wood platform or just dirt and like they don't have a bottom at all and they have uh they're sort of like the slanted roof with the flaps. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean you'd see them in like any army movie or or something like that. Those are what I would sleep in at my summer camp. Those require a lot of work. Like they've got wood poles and ropes and things like that. Those ones, I actually, I actually have set those up by myself, but they are, those are not fun to do by yourself. It would take me more than 10 minutes to do one of those. Um, but anything like that with the big wooden poles and stuff, like those are, those are definitely meant for driving somewhere. Like you wouldn't want to hike those anywhere <laughs> um, if you're being a casual camper. Um, yeah, camping. Uh, yay, camping. Um, oh, the other type of camping. So I mentioned, uh, there were a few types. So, um, yeah, you got your, your tents. So you, the regular, a regular tent is, those are called dome tents. Um, the regular nylon, with the, uh, fiberglass poles. And, um, that's your most standard thing, obviously. And then there's like the the wall tents I just mentioned, the room tents, the giant ones, which again, those are two pain pains in the ass ones. There are cabins, which are I love. I one of my favorite camping trips I usually I did like every year as a kid was to this one cabin. It was called the Winter Cabin, <laughs> and I loved it because it was like a lot of the excitement of camping, but none of almost none of the hassle. <laughs> Because you had like a wood burning stove, so you didn't have to like build a fire. You just had to get the stove going, um, and then you, you'd stay warm. You'd have snowball fights. The ice would be frozen on the pond, so you could go like skating or, or ice fishing. So it was like almost all fun and <laughs> good winter stuff, <laughs> and none of the hassle of um, like regular camping, which is mostly just setting up stuff and then like doing camping, doing camping shit you know (laughs) Um, cards which when you're like and when you're in the boy scouts it's like you're you're often doing merit badge stuff like there is a camping merit badge there's a hiking merit badge there's things like first aid emergency preparedness um i have a i have all of those merit badges and also um wilderness survival 
which is so camping merit badge is a required eagle scout badge Mm -hmm. wilderness wilderness survival it's not um but it's sort of like um it's sort of like um i mean you kind of want both merit badges but wilderness survival is definitely like you were trapped somewhere i think feel like you go over like certain scenarios like plane crash and all this kind of stuff like yeah and you are just like stranded and uh when i had that when i had to do that merit badge um for both camping and wilderness survival you have part of the merit badge is spending a night camping and then like doing certain things on that trip mm-hmm. on that on that camp out and i remember my summer camp would have that be like it was like the, the wednesday night or the thursday night or whatever instead of staying with your troop at your campsite, you would go on this like special hike that was part of like getting these merit badges. And uh, you, the wilderness survival people and the camping people would go out on this same little hike. But at, at the end of the hike, you would sort of like split off and in one way would go the camping merit badge people. And the other way would be the wilderness survival people. And the camping merit badge people were allowed to bring basically whatever they wanted. They just had to be able to hike there, you know, yeah. Um, but they could bring whatever they want. Wilderness survival, you're only allowed to have whatever is on your your body. <laughs> so you can't bring a backpack. Um, you can wear whatever you you can kind of wear whatever you want. Like even though it's summer camp and it's super hot, you could like wear a sweatshirt if you were like thinking, well, I could maybe use this as a pillow later, or I don't want to mm-hmm. be like too cold tonight or whatever. But uh, yeah, you can't bring a backpack. But so the camping people you, who you can kind of see in the distance are like having a fun little time. <laughs> and I'm over in my wilderness survival merit badge. And I just, um, you have to build your own shelter. So we had to like find okay. sticks and things to like lean against a tree. And I have a question about this. Yeah. Are other people there with you at the same time? There are other, so there are, I mean, there's the camping people are over yeah. on one side. And then I think as far as like, there, so there are counselors nearby. If that's what you're So asking. they can judge your work. Because I was just, if you were going to be out in the wilderness by yourself, how would they ever know if you actually did any oh. of the stuff? Yeah, you have to be like within this one little area. Because um, they have to be able to like keep an eye on you. It, not, not just for like making sure you're not cheating, but making sure that you're safe and whatnot. Yeah. Um. It's, I mean, people as young as 12, I guess, could be doing this. So, like, yeah, you'd <laughs> you'd want to make sure, like, some random 12-year-old wasn't just, like, wandered off in the woods. Um, but, yeah, we had to sleep in our own little shelters, and my shelter sucked. And as part of the merit badge was, like, to make your shelter, though. And I also remember they gave us, like, barely any food. And I had, like, a carrot it was like they gave you like a they gave you like a carrot and like a piece of cheese or something like that um and a friend of mine has like this story he likes he likes to tell of me that i was eating the carrot and for some reason it like broke off and fell on the ground and i was like so mad at the carrot that i threw my cheese at it <laughs> and then i just like didn't eat anything and then i just uh i think i just had one shitty night sleep and then i got up the next day and then we went to breakfast and i was like whatever i don't give a shit <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a silly time, but I got the merit badge. That's all so that matters. I spent a night in the woods with nothing. And actually, it's not the only time I've done that, but I won't talk about that other time right now. <laughs> um, um, what did you learn about yourself and this night of survival? I mm, feel like you didn't. I probably didn't learn anything. <laughs> um... No, I was, I was just, it was just miserable. It was just like a thing to experiment with. Um, but I did, uh, I'm sort of running out of time, but I wanted to cover one last form of camping. I figured that was, I thought the build your own shelter was one version <laughs> of, of camping to go with tents and whatnot. But um, the final one is in like a lean-to, which are super fun. I used to do a yearly trip in these and they're sort of a cabin with like an open front um, and you build a, a fire pit in that open front. And the idea is that you're getting the um, heat from the fire into your little lean-to. And 
they're definitely they're like permanent structures that you would find and you'd want to know that they exist like you would go someplace knowing that they are going to be there waiting yeah. for you normally so you won't have to pack a tent yeah although i think one time i camped in one not knowing they would be there i think we were just like oh we brought tents but we were like oh let's just sleep in this thing instead because <laughs> sometimes you can find that kind of stuff free to use like on a trail yeah um so that did happen to me once um i think i've only ever well i've only camped really in a tent and i've slept overnight in an rv but i wouldn't say that's camping yeah i mean i don't want to disparage anyone who does rv camping but that to me I mean, that's, if that's what they like to do for camping, that's what they like to do. I'm not here to tell them not to. Um, but, like, my sense of camping is a little more reliant on uh, being outside. Other than the, I mean, I did mention the cabin one, which maybe some people would say that's not camping. But, um, listen, I got the receipts. <laughs> um, um, listen, I think if, if you want to call it camping, you can call it camping. Anything we want to be is camping. Sure. I'm going to go sleep out under the stars tonight and call that camping. I'm going to set up a tent in my living room. That'll be camping. <laughs> I could put a tent in my backyard. Um, I could put a tent in Prospect Park. Again, I think you would get arrested. Um, I think I don't think they'd arrest me. I think they would tell me to cut it out. <laughs> uh, Excuse me. But uh, yeah, I love camping. Camping is fun. You get to do activities. When are you, you going to go, go swimming again? You might go swimming. You might you might play frisbee. You might, there's like so much stuff you can do with camping. I also agree. Um, cooking. Uh, I love cooking hot dogs over a fire. That's such a fun little activity. You mentioned it a long while ago in this podcast. And s'mores. But, Don't forget about the s'mores. Um, there's no like point in a campfire too. without s'mores. Oh, uh, I do not agree with your take, but uh, <laughs> there's True. always no point. There's always a point for a campfire. No. <laughs> the opposite. Only, it's only for s'mores. Um, there I should always... always be campfires all the time. When are you going to make a, a camping trip happen for yourself? I don't know. I don't, when can I leave? <laughs> That's true. Uh, um, I mean, all, the summer is, summer is good for camping. I, I mean, I, go, I would go camping all the way into like, mm, all the way through like October. Yeah, I, I think like the average person can go camping all the way through October. I think it gets a little, I think people get a little bit more uh, miserable once it gets November and it gets a little cold. It just takes more uh, preparation. Like you have to be a little bit more of a expert. Um, it does, but I also think if you're like, so for me, like I have to, I don't really go camping with other people who are good campers anymore <laughs> or people who have like a lot of camping experience like and it, again not even like being an expert it's like just like having experienced camping in the cold um there's sort of i think it's like expectation that's what it, it's more about like uh um i don't think like even if i were to plan somebody's winter camping trip i still think they could have a miserable time because they yeah. like, didn't anticipate how cold it would be yeah and they're like, and they just realize like, oh, it turns out I like being indoors when it's cold that way more than I thought I did. <laughs> oh, I love being inside. But that's true for all times. Um, but I think if I were to try to wrangle some people together, it's it would definitely be comfortable through October to, to go camping somewhere. <laughs> I'll make it happen. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> <sighs> and we'll never be able to leave our houses. Stop being such a negative Nelly. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, I think that's all I have about camping. I don't know. How do, do you have any questions? Um, I feel like I asked them all. Um, Fair. <laughs> yeah, I think I asked them all. Okay. I'm good. Hopefully I, I said everything. I think you did. I mean, I don't know, but I think you did. Uh, all I'm here to do is promote camping. and oh, it's I have one question. When you make a marshmallow for a s'more, how are you making it? Haven't we? Did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't know. We're having a conversation again outside the podcast. Um, well, you had mentioned setting it on fire, which yeah, is you got to set it on fire. Where I was like, no, yeah, you got to. No, you set don't. It. Yeah, you do. Um, you just gotta. It's patience is the key. Mm -mm. You gotta brown that sucker. <laughs> you let it get a little uh, brown, 
get it heated up on the inside, then you stick it in there, you set it on fire, let it get a little black, you blow it out, and it's perfect. Um, I'm not like I wouldn't not eat that, but I I'm more of a I'm more of a slow cooker kind of person, and uh, hold it above the flames mm-hmm. or like maybe at the tip of the flames, Mm-mm. really let it brown. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I the thing is, is I want it gooey all the way through, and I feel like if you uh, just set it on a fire, it like chars the outside, but then the inside is still um, more solid than I'd oh, like Oh, see, it but to I be. think that's what you want. You want it to be a little gooey, but you still want it to have a little bit of resistance. No, no resistance. Mm, I love s'mores. I love setting them on fire. I wish I could have a s'more uh, right now. You could. Just, uh... Well, I don't have... You know, you can... You could go buy it. Buy that and buy some pistachios. I know, but um, I would have to buy it, and I don't have any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Have you ever made them in the microwave? Um, I think I've attempted to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, like I think I've y- attempted to. That. <laughs> um, yeah, they the marshmallows do weird things if you microwave them for too long. <laughs> they start like really bubbling in a very weird way. <laughs> they ooze. Yeah, it's weird. Um. All right. Well, I'm done. Topic complete. <laughs> Topic done. Uh, Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, not in particular, but, uh, you know, if you haven't yet, go check out my YouTube channel. Woo-woo! Uh, Matt's YouTube so... channel. Matt's YouTube channel. Matt's YouTube channel. Check it out. Some sketches. Some vlogs. <laughs> um, Just saying, no, that's it for me. That kind of work, guys, with five bucks. One instrument. <laughs> One instrument. Um, what? Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Emily? No. What What are you watching on TV? Um, I'm in the middle of watching a television show called Briar Patch, written by, um, well, it's show run by Andy Greenwald, who used to be my favorite TV critic, but now he writes TV. Um, and after that, I'm going to, I think I'm going to watch the staged recording of Fleabag which Phoebe Waller-Bridge has put out to um, benefit the NHS wow that's nice um, I have a whole list of shows to watch uh, yeah no I, I, I know you put my thing that I told you to watch on the bottom of your list or whatever <laughs> Yeah, I have I have a list I also have to watch the new Pixar movie wow onward yeah. I heard it's good I've heard it's good gotta watch it um can you hear that fire truck in the background? I can, absolutely I can. I wish we ended this podcast 30 seconds earlier so we wouldn't have to listen to it. <laughs> um, well, there it goes. It's gone. It went. It made it through the light. There's no traffic in New York, so nothing gets stuck anywhere. <laughs> uh, okay. um, ironic that the worst time to go to the hospital is also the easiest time it is to get to the hospital. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, 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 I pick up what you're laying down. Um, all right. Well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.